of Double Thought Dimension. I'm your host, Derek. Uh, Tony is off um, participating in a clinical trial um, in another part of the country right now. Uh, so today we have my brother once again. Uh, today we're going to be talking about QAnon, Pizzagate, Jeffrey Epstein, and uh, all those horrible topics. Um, I haven't done too much research into these topics um so we're kind of just gonna jump right into it and uh see what happens from there so yeah no um where where do you want to start off oh i kind of just wanted to say like right off the bat that obviously like any crimes dealing with like children it's like I consider that like the worst crime I'm sure most people do, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, so, I'm pretty like anti-prison and anti-death sentence in general, but I think there there could be a strong argument to uh, to sort of uh, make an exception for child-related crimes. Like I, I'd personally be for like public execution of people that were convicted of these type of crimes. I just wanted to sort of lead off with that just because like i don't know just to make sure that people know where i stand on this so there's no confusion on anything also my stance is uh me and tony uh have talked about this if anything ever happened to our kids um depending on what the circumstances were um we've kind of decided we would flip a coin and decide who is going to be the one to enact justice and uh that's life. I mean, really, sometimes you have to um, exact revenge, and that's really the only true justice. To, in in a scenario where someone harms your child, so uh, our stance is, if that ever happened to our kids, either me and Tony would go after that person and um, wouldn't stop until it was all over for them, and then we would just uh, deal with that after the fact so yeah that's uh that's our stance also so <laughs> there's like so much like to talk about here but uh what so do, what, what do you want to talk about first do you want to talk about QAnon or uh let's talk about let's talk about QAnon first because i never really uh jumped into the QAnon <laughs> uh i mean i i um curs- cursorily looked into it and I, I kind of watched the Q clock for a while there. and But to me, it just wasn't really uh, doing it for me. Because th- this is how all these conspiracies are. Uh, same with Anonymous and uh, many other movements. Um, just wait. Just wait. An, uh, another, you know, 10,000 sealed indictments are coming. Uh, just the right around the corner. Um, and it, everything will be revealed. Um just keep keep on keeping on and uh the dark enemies of uh the swamp will be drained and all the people will be taken to Guantanamo Bay I mean it's a hell of a story but to me after I looked into it more and more it just seemed like 
another CIA black operation to me. I think it's it's uh, it's good that you bring that up because uh, it sort of is like a, a cult like behavior. Like it's the same thing with like Heaven's Gate and like these other cults that sort of promise that the aliens are going to come pick us up or whatever, and it never really happens. So I think that's important to point out when it comes to this kind of stuff. But uh, the the uh, Pizzagate and QAnon are actually very like closely linked. Like QAnon actually sort of spawned from Pizzagate because Pizzagate happened first, and uh, it. Uh, I, I guess I could sort of talk about it because I know you you had said you don't know much about it, but uh, it's 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 kind of funny, honestly. It's it's very ridiculous, and it's very like it's been debunked by like so many different people at this point. But uh, basically, like. I guess the uh, the origins of it were from this Twitter account um, that was run by supposedly by someone who said that they were a, a New York lawyer, which I don't think there's really any way to verify who this person is, like in real life. Um, I don't think like they've like ever come forward like in any real way, but this Twitter account uh, was known for posting like white supremacist material and anti-Semitic stuff. So, which is also something that's pretty closely linked to QAnon. <laughs> There's a lot of far right uh, people that believe in these brand of conspiracies. But basically what this Twitter account said was that um, they there, there was this whole thing where I guess uh, WikiLeaks had posted uh, John Podesta's emails, and it was sort of like around the time that everyone was talking about Hillary's emails. And uh, there's also something to do with Anthony Weiner's emails as well, which is another hilarious layer to this. But uh, basically, they were saying that <clears throat> in these emails, there was a bunch of coded language. Uh, talking about um, that basically there's a code in these emails saying where certain words were actually code for like uh, trafficking children basically and like because as far as I know like I haven't really looked much into this but I think like there are certain like code words that people use online like when they're talking about like child porn and stuff because they don't want like people to know like sort of like an in an in code thing that they have like uh supposedly cheese pizza like the 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 initials like are like a code for child pornography and stuff like that so that's sort of i think how it started but basically in uh the this twitter account was saying that comet ping pong which is a pizzeria in washington dc was sort of the the meeting ground for these satanic uh, elites that were had a child sex trafficking ring, basically. Then, and that's where it all was going down. So, after this happened, a bunch of different far right people like picked up the story and started like basically signal boosting it. Including, I would say probably the biggest one was Alex Jones. He made a bunch of different videos on. Pizzagate, and which a lot of them have since been removed uh, now, and because after they got debunked, like he wanted to distance himself from it. But basically, what what sort of made Alex Jones and all these other people sort of back off from it was this guy went 
into this pizzeria looking for the looking for the pedophiles and he even like I think shot a lock off of a of a storage closet in the pizzeria and uh got arrested basically. And even the uh people that run the pizzeria got death threats and a bunch of other stuff. But that was sort of like the the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess, with that conspiracy theory. Like they a guy went in and obviously he didn't find anything because there's nothing there. It's just a pizzeria and I don't know, like there was there's just no substance behind this this theory. I have a caveat to that. I was listening to, I can't remember what podcast it was on, possibly on Tinfoil Hat or some other one. Um, but they were talking about the guy, that guy that shot up the uh, comic comic ping pong. Um, they did some uh, research into into that guy, and he was a very strange character, kind of similar to. Um, the Vegas shooting guy, and also some other guy, but he was um, had these weird links that didn't make any sense, and like one of them was tied to either the FBI or the CIA in some way, like either his dad or something. And then uh, another thing about that guy that shot up the comic ping pong was um, uh, they did a raid on Com- Comet Ping Pong or something. And the only thing that he ended up shooting inside there was like uh, the hard drive of (laughs) uh, something to do with the hard drive of, I don't know if it was like that businesses, like personal servers, hard drive or, but there's a little bit more information about that guy and that whole incident with the shooting Uh, because I I never really looked into it because to me it just seemed like a little bit too far-fetched. So I never put any stock into it but then when i listened was listening to that podcast they were they weren't really talking about all the craziness to do with satanic rituals and all that they were just saying that that guy that ended up shooting up comet ping pong was somehow related to um intelligence in some way and that the shit that he shot was uh questionable like he he had an AR15 also when he when he did this and he only shot like two or three rounds and they all happened to be disabling this server <laughs> or a hard drive you know which I don't know it's kind of weird you know that's definitely bizarre uh seems like feds are are connected to a lot of weird things like I know there's a few FBI people that were in the uh the people that stormed the capitol as well <laughs> Well, the, the FBI has a long, long history of um, infiltrating far-right groups or in, infiltrating any types of uh, groups and basically trying to get whoever to commit a terrorist act. You know, they, they try to... That's what happened to Randy Weaver at um, in Idaho, uh, Ruby Ridge. Um, they tried to get him to uh, sell an uh, under, undercover agent um, to sawed off shotguns and um he didn't want to he fi- he didn't want to do it but he finally ended up doing it and uh after they um he sold it to the informant they tried to get him to flip and become an FBI informant but he refused and after he refused to be a, become an informant they put an, a warrant out for his arrest and then it it led to Ruby Ridge obviously a gigantic thing but 
uh, none of that shit that they were trying to get uh, Randy Weaver to do was his own idea, and he refused. And and once he refused, they turned everything against him. Uh, went to his house, had a huge siege. You know, it it all turned to shit. Which it, almost every operation that the FBI does, it seems like at least, um, is instigated by the FBI, and then used to justify some other um like broader agenda it seems like at least you know i don't know for sure but um if you if you do any digging into any of these other operations that the fbi are involved in almost all of them have some weird like uh the whole plot was set up by the fbi they found a moron who was stupid enough to agree to buy their fake bomb and then you know, it wasn't even his plan. You know, they just used that guy. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's one thing to say about the FBI when it comes to uh, weird um, terrorist shit. That whole thing is also very similar to what happened at Waco with uh, the, the Branch Davidians. Like, the feds knew that they had guns there and knew that all the shit that was going down there and they could have stopped it beforehand and just arrested David Koresh and put an end to it. But instead they like, they were sort of like, it seemed like they were waiting for him to do something. Like he has all these guns, maybe he's going to do something, but like they totally botched it and ended up killing a bunch of people, like innocent people. Well, I don't know if like it's, they're necessarily innocent. Like they, they were complicit in some ways to what, to what Koresh was doing. But I mean, I don't know. It just could have been handled a lot differently. And, without having to fucking burn those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, most likely could have all been avoided. I mean, um, I know I listened to another podcast where they had a guy on who was in the HRT, which is the the FBI's um, hostage rescue team. They're like the, you know, they're the best of the FBI. And he was at Ruby Ridge and Waco. And, you know, they just get called into these uh, you know, it's not like they plan these missions. They're just uh, there as an asset to be used wherever throughout the country. So they got called in at Ruby Ridge and at Waco. And, uh, you know, it was just a big bureaucratic bunch of bullshit, the guy was saying. And uh, he's like, we didn't know. If, all we knew was that there's like in Ruby Ridge case, all we knew was there's some nut who was a Green Beret holed up in this bunker supposedly with weapons and god knows what and he was dangerous so we you know we were just on the under the assumption that this was some serious shit same thing with waco he's like we were you know just doing our job you know we didn't really it's not like we were out for blood or anything like that uh so i get the both perspectives you know because i have been on the ground too in a situation where I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just there. <laughs> you know, some other commander somewhere else above, way above everyone has made some decisions. God knows what those were. But the, usually the guys on the ground that are supposed to be doing all the the actual grunt work and the killing, they're just there. Uh, you know, just another day, basically. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> anyway, so so QAnon was, was spawned from this Twitter guy, is that what you're saying, or or it was QAnon? Because um, didn't QAnon originate in the 4chan and the 8chan? 
Isn't that where it originated from? Or were you talking about yeah. Pizzagate originating? Well, 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 Pizzagate was sort of a, like almost a precursor to QAnon because a lot of the a lot of the people that like believe in QAnon believed in Pizzagate first, so they're just like very closely linked. But I, see. I don't know. It's just like there's there's all this this. Uh, it's very like it's kind of fun to think that there's some some sort of shadowy cabal that were there's all these like child sex rings, but I think it's just that there's a lot of pedophiles out there, and when you're powerful and rich, it's just very easy to do. So I think that's sort of like the easy explanation. But there is obviously a lot of uh, proven cases of famous people and people in power that that are pedophiles, like what first comes to mind is the Catholic church. Like they become a very public scandal for them. Like they, even here where, where I live, uh, the, the archdiocese of Santa Fe, uh, filed for bankruptcy because they've had to pay off so many, uh, so many, uh, settlements for, uh, victims of, of, uh, child abuse. So they, they're trying to file for bankruptcy now. And, and, uh, also St. Pius, uh, a local school here. Uh, That's where Freddie Prince Jr. went. Yeah. St. Pius is probably going to have to close down their current campus and move somewhere else because they're going to liquidate that property. At least that's what they're in talks to do right now. So that might be end up happening soon so that they can raise some money because they're, I guess, broke from all the settlements they've had to pay out. I, I know here in uh, our part of the country that, that I think in St. Paul – um, Minnesota, there was a same situation happened with a, a mass, massive uh, Catholic um, church there that had to file for bankruptcy uh, all throughout Minnesota, actually. I, I don't know if it was in Minnesota that it happened originally, or maybe it was Chicago, where the big, huge uh, first case was, was broken. But somewhere in the Midwest, I believe, um, as far as the Catholic church goes, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious that be it Pizzagate or whatever, Jeffrey Epstein, um, there's some sort of weird underground um, network that is facilitating and perpetuating the abduction and ultimate um, child trafficking, basically, of uh, kids. You know, the kids go missing in the country way more than people know and are never frowned who knows what the fuck is going on uh except for a bunch of people that are a part of the networks um it's just not uh, advertised and it, it's just lucky now that um uh, a lot of it is coming to light whereas back in the day it all would just be swept under the rug and uh that would be it that would be that Jeffrey Epstein is definitely an interesting case because I would say, like, if we're talking about conspiracy theories, it's the most obvious uh, conspiracy that that he was murdered in 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 prison. And like, I don't know of any single person who doesn't believe that it was a conspiracy. Like, it's it's just like I don't I don't know if you've looked at, into that at all, but just like, there's so many like inconsistencies with what happened to him while he was in custody and like. I don't know. I, I actually pulled up uh, an article about him um, just because uh, 
the uh, New York Magazine wrote this article that lists off sort of all, all of his like famous friends and like uh, there's some pretty crazy names on that list of uh, people that he was connected to. And uh, so there's definitely some, uh, I don't know if it's uh, necessarily the child sex ring stuff was all they were doing, but there, there's a, uh, just the stuff that, that is public is very shady and very bizarre. What I find bizarre is, uh, I mean, just say, just discount everything. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, blah, blah, blah. But what I find weird is who the fuck has a painting of Bill Clinton wearing a dress, uh, all weird. Who, who in the hell? I mean, if I go to someone's house and I see a painting of Bill Clinton wearing a red dress, it's all seductive. I'm going to try to get the fuck out of the house as quickly as I possibly can. I mean, say, I mean, I don't know anything about Jeffrey Epstein, blah, blah, blah. It, it was, he, uh, did he even exist? I don't know, but I know that I've seen the, the painting that they confiscated from his New York mansion or wherever the fuck it was from. And just that alone to me is very bizarre. That's a big red flag right there. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is going on there? They were real, real good friends though. Uh, the, there's the, the flight logs from his private jet of uh, Bill Clinton's on there 26 times. So that's uh Kind of shows how close they were. Also, uh, Epstein had a Rolodex of all these like famous people that he knew, and he had like 21 different phone numbers for Bill Clinton, so he could get a hold of him no matter where he was and at all times, basically. So they were very close, apparently. Oh man, That's <laughs> um, what was I gonna say about uh, Jeffrey Epstein? Ah, I can't remember what I was gonna say. Well, you know, like Clinton Clinton was the, when he was the governor of Ar Arkansas, there was all that shady shit that was going on in Arkansas at that time. I don't know if you ever heard the story of uh, the boys on the tracks. Um, there was this huge long podcast about that, uh, multiple true crime podcasts. Um, but ultimately, uh, supposedly, these kids came across some drugs on a railroad tracks or somewhere in a field because they would just fly in these drugs at this little private airport in Arkansas and these kids came across it and stole some of it or who knows what, but, uh, to cover up the crime, um, they put these kids on the railroad tracks, um, and they were all fucked up obviously. And it was shown that the kids were dead prior to them being put on their railroad tracks. And eventually it all got linked back to, um, possibly being, um, related to Bill Clinton and the administration of uh, Arkansas um, funneling drugs and uh, doing all kinds of shit with that private airport. This was prior to him being the president, you know? Yeah, I've, I found out about that one from uh, Joe Rogan because he talked about that on an episode of his podcast. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> sketchy, man. It's like, I just know for me personally, if I was that high level of a politician... Definitely wouldn't be brazenly fucking doing that type of shit. I mean, you have all the money that you can think of and you're doing some shady ass fucking 
small airport drug running like why why would you do that i don't know it's just like a totally stupid to to tie in the clintons to uh something that we are both uh very into which is uh the hardcore punk band uh blood for blood oh shit uh, the uh rob uh white trash rob uh from blood for blood his his other band Ramala had a song about um in 1998, uh, I believe it's August 20, 1998, because uh, that's the one of the opening lines of the song. Uh, it was during the time of the Monica Lewinsky scandal. The Clinton administration bombed the Al Shifa medical facility in uh, somewhere in the Middle East, and uh, basically a bunch of like big military like uh, commentators and strategists later said that. There was really no valid reason for him to bomb that other than to distract attention away from the Monica Lewinsky scandal. So the Clintons uh, have a long track record of doing very uh, shady, questionable shit uh, just to sort of uh, to distract people away from looking into the, the shady shit that they're doing. All right. This is a complete side note, just so everyone knows. Um... I was just listening to Blood for Blood the other day. So I was a heavy Blood for Blood fan for many years. Um, so I just looked him up the other day. Um, I never knew that, um, not White Trash Raw, but the other guy, what's his name? Buddha. Buddha. I think it was Buddha, was a, a convicted or accused of rape and was kicked out of the band and uh, the whole thing. Like, I, I never knew that happened. Yeah, I knew about that for a while. I mean, uh, it happened quite a while ago, too. I just, you know, I obviously I've been out of, out of the loop, and they haven't made any new records uh, since um, Serenity, which sucked. So I was like, <laughs> well, fuck, uh, maybe I'll just uh, give them a try after if they try to come up with another record. But um, I was just typing them in because I, I, I had an idea um, for another podcast. I'm like, oh, man, it would be great to talk to uh, Buddha from... Uh, Blood for Blood, or White Trash Rob, and uh, looked him up like, oh shit, um, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that was saddening to find that out, but uh, I, I actually like uh, Rob's uh, other projects that he does with, like uh, on the side, basically, quite a bit, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I can still enjoy the, the old Blood for Blood with, without uh, getting too sad about it. There's, there's always the debate of uh, sort of separating the art from the artist and whether or not you should uh, sort of support uh, people that have done bad shit. But uh, I don't know. I still, still like the band despite that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Robert De Niro as a person, uh, not the best. But I doesn't. it's not going to stop me from watching a Casino or Goodfellas because they're great movies. So, uh, you know, is he... Just a rich guy who's really privileged guy uh, who talks a lot of shit. Yeah, but his movies uh, pretty good, you know. <laughs> yeah, just just wanted to throw that in because uh, this is related to what we're talking about. So, um, so yeah, um, on the QAnon front, um, I believe right now still, um. People are just waiting for, like, March. There's some date in March that 
Trump's going to actually be inaugurated as the actual president. It's still, the, the Q clock is still ticking, I believe. Yeah, I follow some people on social media that, that are like still still on that train, and I've been seeing a lot of memes that of like some of Trump's latest appearances where they're saying like, this doesn't look like a former president to me, am I right? And stuff like that. But uh, I don't know, I'm pretty sure uh, that ship has sailed, and uh, maybe uh, Trump will run for president again in the future, but until then, uh, I don't know, it seems like... Uh, all these people are sort of wasting their time uh, putting all their hopes to Trump that he's going to come and save the day. <laughs> well, to me, it's like a, the perfect um, disinformation campaign. It, it's the it would be the best um, CIA program, you know. Get some, especially using uh, 4chan, 8chan, and um, doing all this. Uh, obscure weird shit where some guy named q is leaving all these q drops i mean that whole thing could be completely orchestrated out of langley very um cheaply for one and it, it, you don't even have to have the, hardly any inside information um and you would still be able to uh come up with a bunch of provable shit that would actually come true you know like uh, to make it seem legit, what and it and the Q thing does two things. Um, it props up a re- crazy conspiracy theory. Um, it makes a shitload of people look retarded, but it also um, strengthens the other side's arguments, um, saying that anyone related to Trump is a moron because of, because of uh, QAnon, you know. But then it also it also splinters the um, alternative media as well because there's a lot of uh, super like long standing um, liberty people who were into the QAnon thing, which totally fractured. You know, the best thing to do when you're trying to win a war is divide and conquer. So the QAnon is a perfect uh, example, at least in my uh, opinion of a disinformation campaign purely for propaganda reasons, you know? Yeah, I've even heard some weird stuff that some people think that Trump might even be Q or he might have even orchestrated this himself to, like, sort of, I don't know, like, bolster more support for himself in some ways. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, you know... it the, the thing about it, too, is, like, yes, it's uh, extremely far-fetched, but it's also... It could happen. I mean, really, anyone with a Q clearance or with a, a high enough clearance and a, with enough years in whatever could do those things if they wanted. It's just uh, unlikely, you know, because anyone who's at a high level like that, they're not um, on the, typically not on the our side. They're usually uh, they don't get to a high level unless they're a part of all those groups, you know, you can't just get to a, those levels uh, coming from the street. You, you're put there based on all your background. You know, you have to be in the right fraternity. You got to be in the right uh, Masonic lodge. You've got to be in the right, uh, you know, you got to be a member of CFR, trilateral, trilateral, trilateral commission. 
blah, blah, blah. It's not like you just get to a super high level in any sort of organization like that without being pre-vetted for all that stuff, you know? It's really weird because there's actually like a lot of people in, in government that, that believe in QAnon and like former like big generals in the army and like weird stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it, 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 I was talking to a friend of mine that's, that was in the army and he was basically saying like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of like, even like big generals are pretty incompetent. So I wouldn't like put it past them to believe in some bullshit, but, uh, <laughs> well, when you make it to the rank of general, you're not really like, I mean, it's a purely political position, you know, and the only people that make it to general are the ones who are the most uh, ass-kisserish ass, ass type, you know. Uh, the ones that are uh, really good leaders and um, looking out for their soldiers hardly ever make it to a high rank because to make it to a high rank, you have to keep going from place to place and get a bunch of uh, bullshit ratings and uh, do a bunch of stupid commands that no one no one wants to do, you know. The only people that want to do them are people who are trying to advance to that level of rank, you know. It makes sense. Um. Yeah. So, QAnon, you know, I don't know. To me, I would say probably all bullshit. Yeah, it's I sort of file it under like the same sort of uh, conspiracy theory as like flat earth and hollow earth and stuff like that and space is fake. Like it's just so easy to disprove and like the people that believe in it are so dug in that you could present all the evidence in the world and they still wouldn't believe it. So it doesn't really matter uh like trying to to convince someone to stop believing in it is the most futile uh waste of time there is. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I, that reminded me. I'm going to, right, right next to the post office I go to, um, there's a guy in his front yard. He has like 20 signs on his yard that say um, Trump won. Um, there's like 20 different QAnon things on, on his yard. I'm like, this guy's nuts. He seems nuts. So I want to just go and knock on his door and ask him if he'll um, be on the podcast. Because he's obviously full tilt uh, QAnon, and that that shit's been in his yard for like two years at least, maybe longer. Just make sure you're ready uh, to subdue him if you have to. He might be he might be ready to fight. Well, I've seen him before, and uh, my son um, used to play. We used to live right across the street from him. Uh, um, so I, but before this was before 2016. So there, there was never any political signs or anything in the yard before that. But once after Trump became president, um, then all of a sudden the, the yard was filled with. Um, I mean, it's pretty like even some crazy shit uh, was on there. Like, damn, this guy's nuts. Like, I, I don't know if I would advertise how nuts I am. I wanted to keep it to myself, you know. A lot of these people that are really into Trump are are like way into it. Like you, you see. I've seen some like people's cars around Albuquerque that uh, have like crazy slogans like painted on their car and shit. It's like wow, and and a lot of them like are real into like Trump flags and like wearing Trump leather jackets and shit. It's like <laughs> wow, you've really like bought in deep into this like 
<laughs> to the stuff that you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, which that's a per- that's perfect for the system. That's great because <laughs> that keeps all those people from doing anything. You know, it puts away all kinds of energy that they're using. They're throwing it away, basically, when they could be using all that energy somehow better. Instead, they're <laughs> they're taking all the energy and just flushing it down the toilet, basically, <laughs> which is sad because uh, most of those people are actually, uh, you know, it's not like they want a good for the country. It's not like they're like against the country. They're just. Uh, you know, just like everyone, everyone is disenfranchised. No one feels like there's any sort of hope or that there's no political anybody who says anything that makes any sense to anyone. So when it, when it, someone at least starts talking shit, at least, uh, you know, <laughs> it kind of galvanizes that portion of the population who, you know, people are just marginalized to to no end these days. And when you have someone who uh, speaks to them in a way that they can understand or at least relate to, even though, you know, I don't know how he could relate to anyone, but <laughs> at least it, the way that he talked related to him, you know. So I, I, when you got so many people that are just down and uh, have no hope or no future and no no way out, um, it's, it's easy to put all your uh, chips in one pot. Um, hoping that Q is just gonna uh, ring in the fucking uh, new year and uh, Trump will just be um, inaugurated magically and then uh, Biden will be arrested uh, everyone will be thrown in Guantanamo Bay and we'll have public executions of all these people but I highly doubt any of that is gonna happen yeah it seemed like Trump uh, really spoke to to uh, a segment of the country that was feeling hopeless like uh I was watching something that was talking about, I guess some some reporter or somebody did a a deep dive into. Uh, so I think I think the feds or the cops or somebody did a, a extensive interviews and and uh, profiling of all the, the people involved in the uh, swarming of the Capitol and like uh, like the the I'm sure you've seen the. They they call him the QAnon shaman, the guy who was dressed up like a Viking with like the the headdress. Yeah, but the, that guy was like, it seemed like he was sort of looking for something to believe in because they they he had even gone to some like climate protests and he was just some guy who like lived in his mom's basement or something and like he had nothing going on in his life so he uh, he chose to to hitch his horse to the Trump wagon and go all in and uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of like weirdos like that that uh i got into into the trump cult see this is why everyone needs to read 1984 because if there's hope (laughs) it lies in the proles and the proles don't (laughs) know that they have all the power if all the proles took their power they could easily um be there you know the proles have the numbers but you know, the problem with the proles is they don't know their proles and they don't recognize that that fact even exists, you know. Uh, so my recommendation to everyone is to read 1984, step one, and then go from there, I guess. There's definitely uh, just a lack of literacy in general. I, like, 
I bet if people read more books, there would probably be less Trump supporters in the first place. So that's step one is educating yourself. That that solves a lot of uh, society's problems. <laughs> well, not only that, but uh, not even just Trump. Just I mean, any political anything. In my, in my opinion, uh, you know, growing up in the '90s with Clinton, I had no faith whatsoever in politics or politicians uh, from an early age. I mean, my first introduction to politics was um, SNL making fun of uh, George Bush and Clinton and uh, Ross Perot uh, and how stupid everything was. Like, So I never put any faith or any uh, anything into these politicians. Um, and, you know, you shouldn't put faith in them. Because they're liars, professional liars, who are aimed at, uh, I don't know what, making the masses um, docile so they don't realize, you know, it's like being on a plantation. Um, would you rather have, what sl slave owner would you rather have? A nice looking one? A mean one? Uh, whatever. Regardless if he's nicer or if he's mean, you're still on a plantation and you're still a slave. So I, I don't want to vote for any of them. I would rather get the fuck off the plantation and go live in the woods and uh, do my own thing, you know? <laughs> Definitely on board with that. <laughs> Abolish the government. Abolish it all. <laughs> so... What about what else about Pizzagate? What what um, you know because the guy went in there, shot up the thing. Um, there's all kinds of other information about Anthony Weiner and uh, supposedly what was on his laptop and and the Podesta emails, which I did read some of the Podesta emails, and there's no doubt that uh, it's weird. You know, like I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But it doesn't make much sense to me. And why... Everything about the whole thing is is very odd and strange. And maybe it's connected to um, child sex trafficking or not. I really don't know. But um, something was going on for sure. There's no doubt about that. Um, and... Uh, it's just another thing. They're never going to be brought to justice. No one will ever find out what really happened. And here we are, just like every other conspiracy, just waiting and wondering what happened, uh, never to ever find out, you know? Yeah, it's, it's what it makes me think of is just that, like, the people in government, like, are very incompetent. Like, like even if they were, like, if, if there was some sort of code in these emails or whatever, like, they could have sent like encrypted messages or like <laughs> communicated in some other way or, no or Hillary Clinton could have uh Hillary Clinton could have uh not used that that her own server and I don't know, just like if if they really are doing all this like shady shit, like they're not even making any minimal effort to hide their tracks and like like if they were using some sort of code, like it's a very lazy code, and I don't know, it's just. Uh, but it, uh, what one thing though that would 
would make sense with with that at least is these people are like not they don't do anything for themselves you know it's not like uh hillary clinton and all these people are like personally doing a lot of shit like they probably just do whatever someone tells them like uh, and if they have to communicate uh they just do it whatever is easiest and quickest for them like i i it probably doesn't even cross their mind to use encryption or anything that's someone else's job that's what the, that's the, my 10,000 servants that i have they'll scrub <laughs> the, you know they'll edit whatever they need to and hide whatever they need to you know i'm sure they have 20 accountants who uh, put the money that's legal in one spot, all the illegal money goes in another spot, you know. So I don't think they even care or even think about any of that because that's the lower peons' work. So they they don't care about sending uh, emails through their own server. You know, they don't care that they're supposed to have official emails and all the shit. Uh, that's, that's someone else's job, you know. So... It makes sense to me that they would do that because they're not even a part of our society. They're on another level of God knows what. We're not going to ever be on even know because they're uh, another group, and we'll never know what what goes on in those groups because we're not we weren't born into that, into that system. And the the only way we could get into that system is if we're trafficked into it. I mean, we would be the ones getting kidnapped and. <laughs> put into some sort of uh, child sex ring. You know, that that would be the only way for us to ever find out. You know, we could have been walking home from school um, and got in the wrong car. Next thing you know, uh, we're the presidential models being uh, flown around the country and, uh, you know, flown to Buckingham Palace to hang out with the prince and God knows what. You know, the regular people will never find out what the hell these people are up to because... They were born into it, and they got something else going on, and they don't give a fuck about us. And they they don't care either, anyway, because it's not like they're ever going to be prosecuted. I mean, they'll just come up with some bullshit, uh, make a big smoke screen. doesn't make any difference. I mean, they can do anything they want, and they'll never be convicted. Nothing will ever happen, and no one will ever find out. So, who gives a fuck? That's my opinion about how what their mentality is. I just... Uh was reminded of something else I wanted to talk about uh, since I sort of mentioned uh, Alex Jones earlier and how he sort of was was on the Pizzagate train for a while. Uh, there was, I used to like watch Alex Jones like pretty religiously and like, I guess, I don't know if it was like the early days of when he first like was getting more popular, but there was one uh, episode of his show where he talked about a, uh, he was basically talking about uh, what he called uh, hellfire parties, which are sort of, uh, I think it started out in like 1700s or the 1800s or something where basically like rich people would have these parties where they'd like sort of pretend to be like evil or like whatever and basically just have massive orgies and do a bunch of like, I guess like what what you would dub as like sinful activities or whatever. So. He started talking about this, and then it segued into uh, this guy Mancow, which is another like radio personality guy. And I guess like 
he, he ended up interviewing Man Cow on this episode, and, and Man Cow told this story about how he got invited to one of these parties, because I guess, like, supposedly there's these Hollywood people that throw these sort of parties, and uh, it, it reminded me of uh, the movie Eyes Wide Shut, where, like, there's these orgies happening, but supposedly Man Cow goes to this party, and... Uh, He's just sees people like fucking everywhere and like all kinds of crazy shits happening. And then he, uh, someone like contacts him afterwards and he's like, and was kind of telling him weird stuff. Like, I knew, I knew you were there. And like, and he even like, it got real weird to where he was saying that this person was talking to him in his dreams, even. And he had to start doing like some sort of magic rituals to, to block this guy from. <laughs> From from invading his dreams and stuff. Oh shit! Uh, so that was like, so that was like, some early Alex Jones shit that sort of ties into this, just because like, Alex Jones is like seems to be real into this idea that there is some sort of evil shadowy cabal of of Hollywood people and politicians and other rich elites that are that are engaging in this kind of crazy shit. So. Just wanted to throw that in because that's another it kind of ties into this. Um, this go, whole <laughs> going along with what you just said there about that man cow guy, um, I'm reading this book right now <clears throat> by Mark Devlin uh, called Musical Truth, and it's basically about how the entire music industry is um, pretty much just like a propaganda arm of. Um, I don't know what you would call it. Not really the CIA, just like a, a shadowy cabal, basically, um, created uh, to subvert um, the mass population uh, through music and uh, sublim- subliminal uh, messages through backmasking of, of, of tracks and uh, using the... the um, frequency, um, that, you know, like four, I don't know if it's 440 Hertz. There's a certain frequency that, um, when you hear it, you can't help but be subliminally, um, put in like a hypnotic state just from that, um, decibel range, the, or 440 Hertz. Um, but anyway, in the book, uh, he talks about this one, uh, encounter in the early rap days. Um, I can't, I can't remember the name of the rapper, but it's the same type of situation where he gets invited to this fucking, uh, party or some sort of thing at this, uh, music executive's house. And, uh, unbeknownst to him when he gets there, this is like some fucking ritual, ritual shit going on. They're going to be like, uh, putting on robes and, uh, fucking drinking blood and all kinds of shit. Uh, and the guy is basically like, fuck this. Uh, I, I ain't drinking no blood or, you know, I'm not fucking doing, I don't want to be a part of this, you know? And, uh, they said, you know, if you don't participate and if you don't go along with what we, what we're doing, then you've you got to leave right now. Or, uh, and if you leave right now, you have to sign this confidentiality agreement saying that, uh, you'll never speak of this. And even if you do, we can sue you and we you know, will come after you. Um, but you can either partake in this, what's going on, or you can get the fuck out of here. And he said, fuck that, and got the fuck out of there. Um, 
but he was like, holy shit. Uh, I mean, this was like the president of this fucking music record label, plus all the executives, plus like multiple other like rap group people, like uh, famous rap. <laughs> like, I don't know. He didn't name any names, but um, it goes along with the story that you were saying about that other guy. Um, super sketchy, weird shit uh, that can never be proved or disproved but um obviously something's going on because you know with all of popular music all the music is weird uh evil doesn't make any fucking sense constant pentagrams everywhere uh weird like constant baphomet uh symbolism all the time uh, something's going on that they're trying to sneak in there that if you don't know what if you don't know what you're seeing or hearing could easily fucking go into your subconscious and just fuck you up, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, even if there was no conspiracy behind it, uh, it, it ties into something uh, that I heard recently because uh, I follow this uh, this YouTube YouTube channel where uh, this pastor and his son uh, react to like. Uh, metal like uh music videos and songs and uh sort of like analyze the lyrics and stuff and they're basically saying like regardless of like what you believe in or whatever um when you're listening to music it's there's like a message being put out there and how you take that is sort of like up to you like if you if you're just like sort of taking it at face value um maybe uh you're gonna see it a certain way but regardless you you, you kind of have to be careful like with what you're listening to because like i don't know it, music has a big impact on on like the brain and and stuff like that so even if there was no conspiracy behind it like there's there's a message being being put out there and uh you're sort of not necessarily buying into it uh, by listening to it, but it's uh, it's going to have some sort of influence on you. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I, I know just personally that when I was uh, heavily listening to Slayer and uh, Dark Throne and um, Gigi Allen and uh, all these people, I definitely wasn't in a positive <laughs> point in life uh, that's for sure and it definitely led me i wouldn't say that the music per se led me into a negative path but it wasn't helping me that's for sure i mean it was definitely uh, pushing me more and more to the negative side of life you know whereas other music that i listen to now um you know i can't even hardly listen to some of that music now because it's like man this is just fucked up like i don't want to listen to this it's too what is the point of this like do we really have to scream about um all this horrible shit like this is fucked up like i, I just don't i don't want to hear this you know stuff like that is uh, is interesting because when it comes to like slayer and gg allen and stuff like that like there's there's not really much attempt to hide like what what the message is like the sort of like hitting you over the head with like crazy imagery of stuff so it's like <laughs> that like you're sort of you you know what you're you're uh 
what you're getting like before because you know not many people listen to slayer by accident like whoa it's like <laughs> i'm just all of a sudden hearing this but but if if there's like uh some weird shit in like a pop song or or whatever that's sort of that's more insidious to me because because with you know what you're getting with with stuff like slayer and stuff like that like you're not expecting to hear like some sort of really enlightening message uh, when you pop in uh some rain and blood or whatever it's pretty obvious what what you're gonna get out of that <laughs> yeah you're you're not expecting that when you're popping in a kesha record and you're getting <clears throat> pentagrams upside down crosses um you know fuck it just kill yourself uh, live fast die young type of mentality um which all, all almost all that music is aimed at like preteen and teenage girls you know um whereas slayer at least at least if i know and i see the record the record is called god hates us all i mean that's pretty <laughs> i know what i'm getting right away but if i get a kesha record and it's called um animal like okay that's uh you know uh, i don't know maybe the cute maybe it's a cute animal you know it may, uh, maybe it's uh, but it, w- the animal most likely is baphomet and uh it's the same you know it's probably even more evil than slayer because slayer in my opinion i really don't think slayer was a part of that i think they were just um good musicians who liked that music you know and were lucky enough to get signed you know um and i think most of their lyrics are probably mostly ironic you know, not really true. Like, I don't think they even really believed. You know, I, I highly doubt that a lot, most of them were worshiping Satan. You know, like the lead singer um, definitely didn't seem like a, a Satan worshiper. Definitely not, you know. <laughs> uh, whereas these pop stars um, definitely seem like Satan worshipers to me, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some strange, uh, pretty strange imagery going on. Like, uh, I don't know if you've, if you've uh, looked into Post Malone at all, but uh, I actually like, I like some of his songs, but uh, it, it also, at the same time, uh, I'm also very disappointed in the songs because there's all these, like, pop stars that have all these very young fans that you could be sort of using your huge platform to say something positive to them, but instead you're sort of, feeding into the same old tropes of like getting money and material material shit and there's no like substance behind it and there's a lot of weird uh weird imagery too like uh i don't know just like like when, when you were saying uh kesha um it reminded me of of this post malone video that has like this scene where he's like pretending to be like some sort of ninja and like killing all these people with a sword and there's like blood everywhere. <laughs> but, I know. I, just, uh... I, uh, I know just recently um, with the Super Bowl, Isaac Weishaupt uh, from um, Conspiracy and Unpopular Culture, uh, the podcast, did a huge breakdown of the symbolism behind uh, the weekend. And I mean, it's just uh, so blatantly 
obvious that they're um, legitimately pushing a pretty much a satanic um, narrative, you know, and you don't even have to like do hardly any digging to figure out what the hell they're talking about, you know, like uh, the whole uh, halftime show. I didn't watch it um, or listen to it, but I w listened to the breakdown of it and saw some photos and it's like, this is some evil shit going on. And if you're just watching that with no understanding or no uh, fil filter, it's negative. It's pushing a negative uh, emotions out there. Uh, it's it's not good. It's bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, I actually did watch it uh, live as it was happening, and uh, it was pretty strange. Uh, there were, like, I don't know, like, what sort of, like, symbolism was behind it, but just, like, all of his, like, backup dancers and stuff were, like, wearing these weird masks and shit, and just that was pretty odd. And there was a lot of, like, weird uh, camera work where, like, there's, at one point, he was in this, like, very small room, and, like, these masked people were dancing around very weirdly, and the camera was jerking all around, like, the fucking Blair Witch Project. <laughs> and it was very... You know, I get motion sick very easily, so I was couldn't really watch that part because it was a little too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I would highly recommend um, listening to uh, the Illumina Illuminati Watcher, Isaac Weishaupt, um, his podcast. He does multiple breakdowns of, uh, of the uh, Super Bowl halftime show and just purely of the weekend because... Supposedly, ever since that guy became a singer, um, I don't even know what type of music he plays, to be honest. Never heard the songs, don't, don't have any clue. Um, but uh, almost since the very beginning, it's all been weird, evil symbolism uh, uh, with X, X's and O's and uh, weird Saturn shit. And uh, I don't know, it's just like... Nowadays, it seems like they have just stopped pretending and they're just fully going all out, um, not even trying to hide it anymore. Just like it's a Super Bowl halftime show, the most watched thing on TV. You, you know what we should do? Let's do a, a satanic fucking crazy evil spell on uh, millions of viewers, you know. Because that, that's the other, other thing about all that stuff. Whether or not we believe in it or not, these people, they believe in it. And they're practicing it. And they believe that the more um, attention that you put into it and the more um, emotion that's being uh, given towards it, that perpetuates the spell that they're trying to put on people, you know? And... The more energy going into it completes the spell that they've got going, you know. So whether or not it's evil or blah, 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 the people perpetuating it, they believe in it and they're doing it. Uh, and the, it, the gloves have came off and it seems like they just don't give a fuck anymore. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if uh, when I woke up tomorrow... Um, the Antichrist was there, 
<laughs> and we're just now we're in the seven years of tribulations. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me one bit, to be honest. Yeah, it's a uh, sort of like calls into question, like just the founding of this country, like to begin with, like you look at something like the Washington Monument and like the very phallic, like weird. <laughs> and like all the like Egyptian like almost like stuff that that uh the Masons and and other people uh in power the the weird stuff that they believed in is all very very strange uh even if there is like no like real evil shit behind it it's just very weird that like you said they seem to believe in it so <laughs> yeah whether whether or not they're like actively doing this or who knows what. It's quite obvious obvious that what they're doing, they believe in that, and they just can't help themselves but uh, continue to put their symbols all over everything, everywhere they have any um, any building, any uh, production, any uh, any anything that you watch or hear or see um, through the mainstream of Hollywood and uh, the status quo. Um, it's constantly filled with weird ass shit that doesn't make any sense until you start to get enlightened to all these things. And then, um, it's becomes decoded and it's like, holy shit. You know, now when I watch a movie, uh, it's like, man, how many nine elevens and 33s are there going to be? I mean, does every Jersey that someone's wearing have to be 33? Does every uh, weird um, date have to be 9-11? Like, they just can't help themselves. I think it's part of the the spell that they do, that they have to show... They have to show you that they're doing a spell for karmic purposes so that it doesn't break the yin and yang, you know. They have to show you. That way they can... Uh, have plausible deniability that oh well obviously we're doing a spell look at look at what the fucking song says you know if you play it backwards we're saying hell satan you know <laughs> like it's your fault for for believing in it you know you're the ones who sold your soul based on our shit you know reminds me of uh, that video i told you to watch from uh, from ghost about the uh, square hammer cuz the they have all the Masonic uh, imagery in there, but it seems like they're sort of doing it as like a joke. Like a joke like it, yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, very strange. It, it, it also reminds me of uh, another video I saw uh, back when I was watching Alex Jones about uh, there's this guy who went to a, a John Kerry speaking public speaking thing that he was doing and. Uh, they had a Q and A section, and he asked him about skull and bones, and then they escorted him out. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, when Kerry was running against Bush in two in oh four, I believe actually, um, they the it was just a random Q and A live, and the guy asked him, "Aren't you weren't you in the skull and bones with uh, George Bush?" And they just get him out of there right away. It seems it seems weird, like. Uh make that big of a spectacle of it like he could have just sort of like brushed him off and been like i'm not a part of that like good one good one 
Ooh, yeah, next like, question. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. What do you sleep? Yeah, like uh, I didn't go to Yale. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Never heard of that. <laughs> I went to Harvard. Well, they made a big spectacle out of it and like get this guy out of here. <laughs> Shut that bastard up, son of a bitch! I got the Heinz Royal uh, Fortune uh, riding <laughs> on this fucking uh, gamble here. <laughs> Somebody throw a ketchup bottle at him. <laughs> Um, what were you going to say about, uh, you were talking about, um, uh, two, mu- two musicians who died that you were saying were somehow involved or, uh, it was sketchy about their, um, involvement in some QAnon or some Pizzagate type shit. Oh yeah. There's uh there's another conspiracy theory that, uh, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park and, uh, Chris Cornell of Soundgarden, uh, basically that their suicides were, were staged and were faked uh, because they were supposedly onto something and were about to expose uh, some pedophiles in Hollywood or something. And that the reason that they, their deaths sort of happened around the same time uh, was because I don't know, they, they were about to, to drop a huge uh, announcement or something about, uh, some shit they had uncovered, but, and I actually know some people that personally believe in that one. Like they, 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 they refuse to budge on, on, on that one, not being a hundred percent true. I can, I can believe that. Although I have never looked into it at all. So I don't, I don't know anything. All I, I know who those people are. You know, I liked uh, Chris Cornell. I liked the, the band and I was never a fan of Lincoln Park, but, um, I, you know, they were influential for sure for a lot of people. Um, and they were a high level, um, in the music industry. So, um, you can't get to a high level. It's just not possible, especially back at that time. I mean, now anyone can become anything if they really wanted or if they're willing to be a puppet, you know? But back in that time, you had to at least start out with some talent, at least. You had to have at least some talent to start with. And even to get signed to a major label like that, um, who knows what what had to have happened. You know, because how many people um, from that era just never um, became famous, whereas others like uh, Chris Cornell. What is the band? I'm blanking on the name. Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Uh, how many other bands were there equally as good or better who never became famous or popular, whereas some of these other bands, you know, I mean, Black Hole Sun was a major hit, <laughs> to say the least, you know, and the same with Linkin Park. I mean, they were massively huge band. Yeah, I don't think there's really, like, a lot of evidence for that that theory, like... I don't know exactly where it originated from, but I don't know. I think I think I, people that were really huge fans of them just didn't want to believe that they were just depressed people that that uh, had that had mental issues going on. So they they were so they were so like deeply bought into the band that they didn't think that. It had there had to be some grander purpose for their deaths other than just them being depressed. 
Is there any sketchiness to their deaths? Or, I mean, was it just a straight-up, like, gun suicide? Or drug-related? Uh, Cornell's was, was pretty unfortunate because uh, he was on some sort of prescription meds, and I think he was drinking, too. So he, the mixture of that is sort of what contributed to it. But, yeah, he just, like, committed suicide. But he did have a lot of shit in his system at the time, which sort of isn't really that surprising for, like, big rock stars. But uh, I don't know. that That's really the only, like, sort of sketchy thing about his is that he he did have some sort of a... He sort of, like, overdosed, too, at the same time almost. But I don't know. The state they found him in, I guess, I guess it was someone, whoever looked at it, ruled that it was clearly a suicide. So I don't know. What about the other guy from Lincoln Park? That one, I don't know as much about other than that it was just a pretty clear suicide as well. But I don't think there was really much anything sketchy about it. Um, honestly, to me, like, when it, when it comes to him specifically, if you look at, like, his lyrics and just, like, what sort of person he was, it was pretty clear that he was depressed and, like, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know. I could sort of identify with like, like what he was going through. Obviously I'm not a, a rich millionaire. But <laughs> I sort of, I don't know. It, it just to me seemed like a pretty clear case of just someone who was very depressed. And a lot of people don't like realize that regardless of how famous and like successful you are, like you can still be depressed. Like people like, like Robin Williams and like a lot of celebrities, like, Chris Farley and a lot of people who, who either like committed suicide or overdosed or whatever, they, they had a lot of uh, depression and mental issues going on, like Kurt Cobain and a lot of different, different celebrities from our, from our lifetime. But Yeah. I mean, money definitely doesn't um, cure everything. That's for sure. All it does is uh, make it easier to hang out all the time. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, uh, cure your mental status all it does is uh give you more freedom to do other shit i mean it's pretty much it yeah so that one uh, i really don't think there's uh there's much conspiracy uh to look into um but i could be wrong there could be some uh some evidence uh for that for that one but i if there is i don't know about it um, this is not really on that same topic, but, uh, I was just thinking about it because, you know, there's all these conspiracy theories about all these different things, but then there's also even deeper ones for each one, you know? So like with Jeffrey Epstein, um, there's a, uh, theory that he never existed, that the, his entire persona, the whole thing is just a fabrication purely for evil uh, purposes to uh, fuck with society basically like um, I can't remember exactly I listened to something where they were talking about it but um, that the whole thing was just a bunch of bullshit uh, never existed never uh, just completely made up <laughs> the whole thing uh from start to finish, all the photos, um, 
all the video, you know, the video, almost the only video they have of him is uh, that one deposition they did, which could have been staged, uh, deep fake or whatever. So um, you never know if that's true, or if that's not true. Who knows? This or everyone knows. Uh, my brother just uh, logged off for a second there. Um, but he's back. He's back right now. Everything's good. Good to go. <laughs> that was weird. I don't know what happened there. See, every single time anyone starts talking about Jeffrey Epstein or anybody, <laughs> the shit just cuts right off. I mean, we haven't even <laughs> talked about Jeffrey Epstein at all. And then talk about him for three seconds. And all of a sudden, your feed is just cut, and then I'm left here just explaining the same shit solo. It's like, I don't know. I, I know I've listened to shitloads of podcasts where they're talking about Pizzagate, QAnon, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and one or the other person um, gets cut off, and uh, the, the live feed uh, is cut, and uh, next thing you know, oh shit, they have to go to another subject. This is where we uh, say hi to the feds that just tuned into our into our conversation here. They're they're listening now, so just want to say hi to them and support your what you're doing. Hola, como estas? One thing I always <laughs> wonder is, you know, there's all these fusion centers everywhere. So there's a few there's a fusion center for like virtually every area in the country, and basically what they do is just monitor the traffic of possible terrorism god knows what but what that really means is they're just doing digital surveillance 24 7 uh on who knows who and who knows for what reason most likely all purely uh warrantless so how many uh podcasts and live streams and uh phone calls texts uh internet service provider data is just all being thrown through these fusion centers and just massive lists of people just uh, on the wrong side that they don't like or they're, they're uh, doing the wrong narrative that they're not, uh, they don't want that narrative to be out there. So they just uh, monitor them and fuck with them, you know? I mean, it's quite obvious that there is, there's a narrative that's okay. I mean, you can talk about anything as long as it's like um, trans or if it's uh, left wing or, you know, you can have a pro-abortion magazine on on the racks or you could have anything that's just uh, crazy um, or at least not not crazy, but just on the other side. Um, Totally fine. But if you're if you if the narrative is not that they just smash it out and just hammer it out uh, and then throw it in the trash or they'll just talk shit about it and uh, turn it into a, a crazy conspiracy theory. Like, why would you even have to write an article? I mean, I I don't know how many um, NPR stories I heard about QAnon. Like, why the fuck is NPR talking about QAnon? Like, if it's a crazy conspiracy theory, just fucking leave it alone. Like, no one cares. Like, no one's, like, talking shit about Sasquatch, guys. I mean, no one's, like, 
trying to um, ban um, the all the alien shows on History Channel. <laughs> why why are they go so hard after QAnon, PizzaGate, um, Jeffrey Epstein, anything that's uh, like that? They just uh, shut it down. But you can talk about fucking uh, Loch Ness monster, uh, cryptids, uh, Sasquatch, aliens. Um, all these uh, pre-approved conspiracy theories, but the second you start to talk about um, the Franklin scandal or uh, conspiracy of silence or Jeffrey Epstein or fucking um, the Clintons or anything like that, you're immediately uh, twenty thousand articles. Uh, QAnon bullshit, PizzaGate. What a bunch of fucking nutsos. You know, it's like. Why aren't they doing that with uh, Sasquatch and uh, aliens, you know? Sasquatch and aliens doesn't challenge the uh, power structures. Uh, when, you start, when, the, when the general public starts criticizing why the Clintons are doing shit and uh, the ethical uh, or unethical nature of, uh, of the people that run the country, then that's, that's dangerous. So we can't have anyone talking about that. Right. And to me, what I find stupid is, uh, you know, I have I have no voice. I have no platform. Uh, I'm just some guy. You know, I've got this podcast, but no one knows about it. I don't promote it through the right ways. I don't uh, do anything. I, I, you know, I don't have a Instagram, Facebook, bit shoot, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. But if I did... Uh, and it never got popular, they would just turn it off. You know, they would just take all my shit off Apple, take all the shit off Spotify. Uh, you try to type in, just even today, I typed in my own podcast name on DuckDuckGo. And like two days ago, there was uh, three possibilities. And now there's only one. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like... I don't know. There, there's just there's an approved message out there, and then there's a not approved message. And if you're in the non-approved uh, bin, you're never gonna make it to anything. But if you're in the approved uh, section, you instantly have uh, three hundred thousand followers, uh, three hundred thousand positive reviews, three hundred thousand fucking sponsors. Uh, but all the things that you're doing is shit and it sucks. I mean, I listen to uh, Hillary Clinton's has a podcast now. I listen to a few episodes. I mean, <laughs> God, what a bunch of trash. It sucks. For one, <laughs> the, the editing is not that good. The, there's constant, um, backtracks, you know, with music in the background. It's, it's super overproduced. Um, all the topics are <laughs> bullshit. But she's got millions of fucking uh, reviews, mi- hundreds of thousands of followers. You know, she just started the fucking podcast very recently, you know. Like, obviously, it's all a big game. Uh, and the approved people get everything. And anyone that's going against their narrative, uh, they're just banned, you know. Even Alec Jones, who you know, most likely is probably some sort of disinformation agent himself. 
you know, who knows? <laughs> but even him, you know, he's he's banned. I mean, you can't you can't listen to his shit like you used to be able to. You know, he used to be able to find all of his stuff easily. I mean, I was a Prison Planet subscriber for quite a while. And now the only way you can even find out about his shit is to go just type in InfoWars and go to his website and find all his stuff. You know, it's like they just scrubbed it all off and, oh, forget about Alex Jones, you know. This whole thing is particularly saddening and, and honestly scary for me because I'm really interested in, like, journalism and sort of one of the reasons why I decided to pursue uh, English uh, uh, on an academic standpoint is because I would like to sort of report on things and and uh try to expose things like because uh, what the what like the media used to be about was holding truth to power and making sure that it was sort of checks and balances on the people in power and making sure that they're not abusing their power that was the whole point of the media now that has sort of become lost so it's it's very saddening uh for me personally because i would like to get to the bottom of this type of stuff and find out what Epstein actually was really all about. But there's that risk that if I totally dedicated my life to that, that the Clintons would have me assassinated. So it's pretty scary uh, if you actually wanted to try to get to the bottom of this stuff because it's probably going to be pretty hard. Like if you look at someone like Snowden or some of these other whistleblowers, uh, they pretty much like totally ruined their lives when they when they – tried to speak out against injustices that they saw that were happening. So it's like, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty wild. Like that. I think that's why podcasts like this are important uh, because there's, it's kind of like not really with how shitty like the mainstream media is, there's not really any other way to, to sort of try and hold truth to power or, or to, to even sort of go about it in, in, uh, through the quote-unquote traditional channels, you sort of have to be on the fringes or else who knows what will happen to you. Yeah, there's there's just no way. There's no possible way for there to be any um, objective news that's mainstream. All news now is 100% controlled uh, with some sort of narrative. It has nothing to do with reality or science or the facts or fucking anything all it has to do with is whatever their agenda that they receive from whoever they receive it from and then they package that to you the viewer uh so you can consume it and fuck up your own mental you know that's why people are flocking so heavily towards podcasts and other shit and tiktok i mean i would say tiktok and instagram and all these other things are way more uh influential or more truthful than the mainstream media at this point i mean i'll trust some weirdo uh making a weird video in their car about something way more than an official um, CNN report or Fox News report from a live event. I mean, I'd much rather just look at the live stream of a of a guy who was just there rather than try to look at the footage from 
uh, a trusted news source because I know that I'm not getting the full picture. And I know that whatever picture I am getting, it's been sanitized already before I even saw it to where if I go look up the actual um, true or the actual information that they used to make their news newscast, that information is going to be different to, from what they're saying, you know, almost every single time. <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be some sort of narrative that they're trying to push. So it's very hard to find unbiased, uh, just straight up, just straight up uh, truthful info that doesn't have some sort of uh, agenda or, or uh, something somewhere to find that they you to believe in. But for me, I, you know, I just have, I have uh, quite a bit of hope for the future um, because so many people are just totally abandoning all that. People that you never would have thought, like, um, I just had a talk with um, our aunt recently, Um, just called her up at random, Um, and she was just like, uh, I don't know, like she was going through some sort of um, crisis of not knowing what's real and what's false. So um, our cousin told her about this podcast. So she listened to a couple episodes and she was like, I never heard of that. Like, how? where are you getting the info? Like, I never heard of Building 7 before. Like, wh- what is that? Or I never even thought about any of that information. Like, how did you find out about it? Like, I don't know. I just uh, found out about alternative information uh, sometime around 2008, around there. But more and more people now are, they have no choice but to look for alternative information because all the information that they're getting isn't matching up with reality. Uh, All the information they're getting is not the same when they go outside into society. It's It's not making any sense. I mean... If it, if it were uh, making sense, then, I mean, millions would be dead in the U.S. There would be, how many dead were supposed to be dead already? Like, three million would have already been dead from uh, COVID or more. It would have been, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to be going into some sort of like Holocaust type of situation it was supposed to happen, according to what they were saying, you know. But now we're living in a uh, different reality from what they say. The one thing is said on TV and then you go out into society and none of that shit seems to be true. So it's like people are trying to figure out what the fuck to do because they, they never had to think about that before. They just assumed everything they heard was just true. And now when they go out into society, they have to wonder, oh shit. Um, maybe everything they said is a lie. So now what the fuck am I supposed to do, you know? Yeah, something I've started to notice recently, like, as I get older, is that it seems like the average person doesn't really examine their own beliefs or their their own beliefs are very, like, on shaky ground, sort of. Like, they, like, uh, 
I sort of came to this because uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours that we grew up with, uh, I don't know, sort of sort of attacking me on Facebook for no reason. But I don't know, just sort of like the thing that I got from it was that there's a lot of people that they seem to have these opinions that they're for some of them, it is like very, very strong opinions about stuff, but they haven't actually examined anything or done any research, but they, they believe all these things. And it's scary to, uh, to actually to do some hard, hard, uh, self, self, uh, self-exploration and try to get to the bottom of your own beliefs like it seems like most people haven't done that and i don't want to like try and uh make it an ego thing where like i have i have done a lot of that but i i would like to think that the beliefs i have didn't happen overnight like they happened from a lot of like self-reflection and a lot of research and a lot of i've spent a lot of time like trying to to come to terms with like what I believe and whether or not I believe it because it's the most logical thing or if it's just some emotional, like, because it's comforting. Like I, I refuse to, to believe something just because, uh, it feels like the right thing to believe. I've, I've, uh, sort of put my own beliefs under the microscope and like tried to come to some sort of deeper understanding, but it seems like, like maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but it seems like, the vast majority of people haven't done that with their beliefs. And that's why we're seeing a lot of the, the issues that we're seeing with society right now, because people don't know what to believe. And they, like you said, they're in some sort of crisis where they, they're an existential crisis because the nothing's line, lining up with what they, what they had thought. They, they haven't spent time on, uh, putting their beliefs into the fire and seeing what comes out right and uh, you know obviously not everyone is naturally inquisitive not everyone is naturally um into reading you know so i can see how it would be difficult to um try to figure out what you actually think you know i don't know how many years i've spent reading hundreds of books uh watching hundreds of different documentaries and uh, just actually just contemplating um like one point of view and then reading the book of the completely opposite point of view and then trying to figure out which ones is right or 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 are they both um, lost in their own mental prison that is, you know, causing them to write what they're writing, you know. So, whereas I would say a lot of the people out there, um, well, first of all, they don't have the time to do that. They're not interested in that. Um, and they've never been confronted with a society that we live in now. Um, you know, it, right now it's impossible to avoid the fact uh of the government and what's happening like you you can't go anywhere without being reminded like oh shit i have to do this because they say you know you you you're reminded of it every second of the day everywhere you go from either a loudspeaker 
some stupid ass sign or other people. Everywhere you go, you're reminded, oh shit, I forgot. I live in a weird world now. Uh, why? How, why do I have to do this? It's not making any sense to me. And all the things that they're telling me um, are the reasons that I should do it aren't lining up with reality. But still everyone is just doing it anyway. So it's causing this massive rift in, in the society where people used to be able to just uh, write all that off and not think about it. But now they have no choice because they're thinking every single day and every single second of the day, like, oh shit, what am I going to do with the kids today? Uh, they have to go to daycare. Fuck, I forgot their mask. Oh wait, the kid has the sniffles. Now they can't go to daycare because they're going to think they have COVID. But if I take them to co daycare and they have COVID, then I'm going to have to get a COVID test. And if I get a COVID test, then I'm going to have to stay home for two weeks or be quarantined away from my family, blah, blah, blah. Whereas before, no one had any had to think about any of this. And now all you can think about is something to do with the government and rules. Uh, that's just causing people to think um, about all the possible, all the possibilities out there that they never had to think about before. I just want to uh, sort of make it clear that uh, that I'm not saying that I have all the answers because I think if we're going to be honest, no one has has the answers, and we're all just sort of trying to come up with some sort of version of reality that's comforting to us. But at the end of the day, you have to choose something, and I think. A lot of like the strife that we're seeing in society is because people have never had to to make these hard decisions about stuff before, so they're sort of in in some sort of crisis because uh, no no one knows what to do. But uh, you have to uh, you have to try and pick something, uh, and and a lot of people are just adrift. Uh, they don't know they don't they have nothing to grasp onto and. Uh, there's sort of, uh, I don't know, that's what I see happening with society right now. There's a lot of people that, that don't know what to believe in. Right, they don't know what to believe in, and they never had to think about it before. And now they have no other option but to figure it out. And they got to figure it out pretty fucking quick, because society keeps changing every other day. So it's like, oh shit, what am I going to do today? How am I going to make money today? Am I going to be allowed to go to work today or are they going to make me stay home? Do I have to do this or that? Can Is my job even going to be viable? Like Even me now, I don't even know if being an electrician is going to work forever. I mean, uh, any any injury could cause me to not be able to work or the government could say, that I have to do this or that in order to work. I mean, who knows? God only knows. I mean, for all I know, when I go back to work, they're going to say, you can't come back unless you have a proof of a COVID vaccine. I mean, it's only a matter of time before that becomes a thing. And uh, it's just, it's fucked up. And luckily, at least for me, I have already been mentally prepared um, for this type of society for a long time now. I mean, I've just been really 
at the back of my mind, I've just been waiting for this uh, society to present itself because all the signs have been there since we've been kids. All, all the signs that society was going down have been there since we've been kids. And we're living it now. And it's not a, it's not um, a mystery that we got we got to where we are right now because literally everything that we've experienced has been going you know this rocketing down into the ground ever since we've been little kids and you know it's easy to just turn a blind eye and not think about it but for me personally um, all the things that I've seen and witnessed in life have, have caused me to look at things through a different lens which has led me to believe that um, the mainstream and the status quo was bullshit and that I should probably put my um, my energy and my own uh, self-reliance into practice like 10 years ago so that when shit really does happen um, I don't have to hit the ground running I'm already ready to go I mean power could go out right now and you know we're ready to go <laughs> it's like and but it's not it's not like that for everyone um they're just uh, people are just finding out right now in 2021 that um building seven came down on 9-11 you know they're way behind <laughs> mentally when you even when you look at it from this uh, historical standpoint it's uh sort of seems like america has kind of been doomed doomed the whole time like Every great empire has to fall at some point, and we like to think that it won't happen in our lifetimes or whatever. That that America is the greatest nation or whatever. But yeah, if you look at it from a bigger point of view of of history, it has to end at some point, and <coughs> it, it could be now. Who, who knows? But uh, but it's like you said, it definitely seems to be going. Uh, <laughs> things seem to be uh, deteriorating quickly and uh if something drastic doesn't happen then uh the the american empire seems like it, it might be on its uh breathing its last breaths i would say uh one one thing i find inter interesting right now in these times is uh you know i'm really not that not very old only 33 years old but i have lived my entire life up until now um all prior to 2020, um, doing the complete opposite of what they say you should do right now. I mean, never washing my hands, hardly ever. Uh, not get, I, I only got a flu shot maybe once, forcibly, while I was in the army. Um, never doing anything that they say you're supposed to do right now not social distancing, not doing anything. And all of society uh, was doing just fine. Uh, people get sick here and there. Uh, you die. You get the flu. Golly knows what's going to happen to you each day. But um, the answer that they've, been, that they've propelled at society uh, doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. And I can't reconcile that mentally um, with my past experience in life. I mean, I've been alive 
for not very long, way less than uh, Anthony Fauci. But throughout my life, I have lived it the whole time, um, doing the complete opposite of what they say you should do in order to have a healthy body and in in order to not get sick and blah, blah, blah. You know, I've had the flu maybe like three times ever in my whole life. And the fact that we're just completely denying our entire life up until 2020 and now we're just like, oh shit, uh, we can never have a con- concert ever again. We'll never have, it's too dangerous to fucking be around people. It's just, that's not true. And I don't know. I, I think that's what's causing such a, a major problem with people is humans are supposed to be around other people. I mean, that's just how it is. And when you isolate people away and force people who aren't sick to stay at home, it causes a huge problem in society that we're not going to get out of this um, issue that we've put ourselves in for a long, long time. And I think that's what's causing a lot of the strife that's happening in our current uh, state of the world now. Kind of just exposes the flaws with capitalism. <coughs> like a bunch of people are working a bunch of jobs that really, at the end of the day, aren't necessary uh, for uh, humanity to keep going on. So it's like maybe uh, I try to look at it from a positive uh, standpoint of uh, you probably shouldn't have been doing this. Uh, doing these sort of jobs uh, in the first place and uh obviously it's possible for everyone to work from home so it, it just makes it seem like uh the whole system has sort of been a sham this whole time and uh society uh has been sick uh pretty much since the beginning and uh it's sort of crises like this one that uh sort of ex- it just exposes all the the problems that that were already there before and makes them uh, much more obvious and pronounced. Right. But the other problem is, you know, crises are, are a problem, but it's another thing if it's not even a crisis, uh, it's just something that's being said. That's a crisis, you know, like no one needs to tell me that I, will die um if if i if someone mustard gases my house if if a plane comes and just fucking uh napalms or uh sprays agent orange or just sprays mustard gas above my house um if i go outside i'm gonna breathe in a bunch of toxic shit and i'm most likely gonna die pretty soon after that and I don't need to take a test to find out about it, and I don't need the news to tell me about it if it's legit and it's a real problem. But if I need to take 20 different tests and I need a constant year-long stream of the news telling me how scary something is, then most likely everything that they're saying is bullshit because uh, they wouldn't need to tell you any of that if... It, it was showing itself in reality, you know? I think uh, we like to believe that science has all the answers, but uh, it's. I think 
pretty much even like the people that are experts in like viruses don't really know like what to do like so i don't know you, you if, if the experts even like don't really have a, a good solution then then what are we supposed to do like we sort of there's like you said there's the, the media is sort of pushing pushing uh pushing us one way with the fear mongering and stuff but uh who knows what the real truth is so well i know i know one thing i i'm not an expert i have no uh degree in uh, biology i'm not a virologist um not a doctor in any way but uh, there's one thing i do know and if i was a member of the uh covid-19 task force and i uh, had to be on tv um one thing i know that you need to do to to be healthy uh number 1 you need to go the fuck outside and sit in the sun if the sun is out go outside and sit in the sun and soak up free vitamin d you don't even have to pay the the vitamin d comes down out of the sky for free right into your skin totally free supplement you don't even have to pay uh step 1 number 2 uh don't eat fast food need to eat uh food that has nutrients uh number 3 need to exercise uh if you don't do these three things you're not going to have a positive health and if you don't have positive health you're going to get sick um way more than uh, people that don't and if i'm a part of the covid-19 task force um i'm going to go on tv uh, even though I don't have a virology degree, I have nothing. And I'm going to tell all of the United States and the world, um, hey, everyone who's social distancing and quarantining in their fucking house, uh, don't stay in your fucking house. Go the fuck outside. Get some free vitamin D. Um, make sure you drink some orange juice uh, and go for a walk outside every single day so that you can stay healthy. Because if you don't do these things, you're going to get sick or you're going to die of heart disease or God knows what. But instead, the government tells you, um, stay in your fucking house, watch Netflix, uh, wait until the, we tell you to do the next thing. Uh, don't see anyone. Don't do anything. Uh, the complete opposite thing you should do to be healthy. So to me, uh, you know, virus, no virus, whatever. Uh, it's obvious that whoever is in charge, um, doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about or they're lying or they're just, I don't even know. It's freaky to me because I know for me personally, if someone asks me, um, man, I'm scared of getting sick. What should I do? I'll tell them these three things. You need to eat correct food, uh, get lots of sunlight and exercise. If you don't do these things you're probably going to feel worse than others. But these doctors who have these degrees and have been in the government for 30 fucking years say, sit the fuck home, watch Netflix, uh, and order Uber Eats. I mean, that's not what you need to do. Well, I think the real issue is that the government really doesn't care about people's health, obviously, or else... Uh... We wouldn't have a soda that has sugar, more sugar than any other country, and we wouldn't have these junk foods that are banned in other countries. So obviously the government really doesn't give a shit about your health. The only thing they actually care about is whether or not 
you're generating uh, tax dollars for them and and uh, paying into the system that they've created. So that's what they really want you to do. So if you're not doing that, then uh, they could give us shit less about your health. Uh, they, there's a uh, you could uh, be smoking cigarettes and eating all the fast food as long as you're uh, as long as you're making some money and keeping the machine running. Uh, they don't really care. Uh, the, the, your health isn't uh, their number one concern. Not, they really don't care uh, what uh, what you do as long as you're uh, a willing participant in the system that they have going on. So that's that's the the real number one uh, <laughs> thing that they that they want to be sure of. Right, which that's why for me, like this entire time, it's just like, uh, this is bullshit. I mean, from day one of, of everything that's happened, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm not listening to any of this. It's pointless. I, I won't even put any effort into even trying to listen to anything they're saying because I know what I need to do to be healthy and to survive. And everything they're saying is not the right thing. So fuck that. Turn it off and don't even think twice about it. Just fucking disconnect from all of that and just go out of society. Um, pretend, pretend that it's 2019 and you'll probably be better off than if you uh, plug yourself into the daily stream of bullshit and uh, follow all their crazy rules you know i mean it's only a matter of time before um everyone's wearing three masks everywhere they go i it's only a matter of time before your dog is wearing a mask when you walk your dog outside in california i mean at this rate it's ridiculous and the fact that anyone is is following it is fucked up really in my opinion it's like it's fucked up it's sad and it's it's it shouldn't be that way it's been a fun experiment. The human race uh, has lasted a surprising amount of time, and it was it was good. We we accomplished a lot, and now it's time it's time for all that to end. It was a good run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely went off uh, a little bit on a cha- tangent there, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure about the future or the the thing that's really uh, annoys me the most actually is. Um, the kids, you know, because I already, I already grew up. Like I, I'm not really scared of the propaganda and I don't have to be fucked up by it. But the kids, they, their brains aren't fully developed. So they have no choice but to be in this society that's all fucked up. Um, learning all these crazy fucking things that are bullshit and they're going to have to spend, you know, I would say it took me, I was in school for 13 years. It took me at least 13 years after high school to deprogram my own mind from being subjected to the to public school. I mean, it's going to take them twice the amount of time to deprogram their brain from having to grow up in this fucked up society that they're having to grow up in you know it's like it's sad and it's fucked up that's why it just needs to just get it over with already like i don't i'm tired of this bullshit just 
I would I want to see Biden on the TV tomorrow. Hey, guess what? Um, the Constitution, uh, that's out. Uh, we're UN. We're going to bring in the UN troops. They're going to herd everyone into camps. If you don't want to participate, they'll be killed. You know, let's just get it on, get over with. Like I'm sick of this beating around the bush bullshit. Let's just get it over with, so we can get on with our lives, or, or just get off. You know, go the opposite way. Whatever, whatever you got to do. Just let's fucking get it over with, so we don't have to spend the next five to ten years of some bullshit. Let's just get it over with. It's ridiculous. They don't, politicians don't want to change things. They want things to stay the way they were. <laughs> they, why would they want to uh, go through all that work when it's just much easier uh, to to just let things uh, continue on the way they are forever? Because that's, that's, at the end of the day, the most profitable way for them to continue existing is they have these, a war every once in a while or a new crisis uh, that, that gets the... Uh, it really pushes the machine into high gear and lets them do the real, the real stuff that they want to do. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's fucked. Um, I recently, uh, <clears throat> figured out or heard about the, the black pill. Have you heard of that term? Uh, yeah, I think I'm familiar. Instead of having the red pill where you wake up and, uh, and now you're unplugged from the matrix, the black pill is like, basically everything's fucked it's pointless and <laughs> you know it's like it kind of seems that way but also it's it's like we're on the on this on a seesaw of we're like right in the middle of a seesaw where it could either be uh going down to a cliff or the other side could be go going down onto a beautiful meadow like who knows which way but it seems like we're on the seesaw right now of one of those two options and it's really annoying being on it like i just want to get off the fucking seesaw and get on with uh life to me i'd say it's more of a sinking ship the 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 american ship uh, has been started out real strong and it seemed like things might have been good for a while but <laughs> but even that is kind of just a, a fantasy too like the it was really like there was a lot of slave ships so so maybe that the ship should sink uh if there's any justice then the ship deserves to sink because it was it was built on bullshit from day one so it really deserves to sink and uh it's a uh, it's almost a crime for us to try to keep it going because it's uh it's not a the ship has never been about justice or about uh anything good or worthwhile it's it's been uh it's, it's mostly been about uh the rich get richer this whole time so maybe the ship should sink <laughs> something something needs to happen I, I don't know what but <laughs> it's, it's too much it's too much at this point <laughs> well we're over two hours so uh definitely <laughs> uh doing pretty good there I, I would say um we went a little off topic with the uh q and pizza gate and whatnot but uh 
in my experience, um, everything always leads back to um, the fact that we're living in some sort of manufactured reality that is controlled or at least it's trying to be controlled uh, by someone else uh, that we we're just players in this game that we just can't seem to uh, find who's who's the master of the fucking uh, program and uh, eventually we'll come you know eventually we'll pull the curtain back find out that the scary voice is just some small guy with a voice changer and uh, you know until then I guess we'll just have to uh, ride ride the roller coaster and see where the yellow brick road ends I guess <laughs> we have to talk about uh, about this sort of thing because uh, otherwise uh, all this other interesting conspiracy theory stuff at the end of the day doesn't really matter if if uh, if the if the human race is uh, breathing its its last breaths right now then uh, and all, all of that stuff is uh, it, it's fun to, it's definitely fun to talk about but we have to uh, talk about the serious stuff uh, sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, and that <clears throat> reminds me uh, to tie it all together of one of the best Blood for Blood songs ever written, um, Spit My Last Breath. So I recommend <laughs> all listening to uh, type in Spit My Last Breath by Blood for Blood, listen to the song, and uh, just take it from there. Most likely you might be getting a tattoo tomorrow after you listen to the song, but uh, it's definitely <laughs> worth checking out and... Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad we were able to uh, do this episode, and uh, the next one we'll have to come up with another topic, uh, maybe um, Flat Earth and the Moon Landing, I don't know, because I, I haven't looked into Flat Earth or the Moon Landing hardly at all, because I'm just not that interested in that, but it's definitely <laughs> a pretty big um, segment of the conspiracy world, that's for sure. That would be definitely a fun one. There's a lot of that one's funny to me uh, in a lot of ways. So that would be a little more lighthearted uh, than talking about pedophiles and stuff like that. Yeah, if there's anything I can do to not talk about pedophiles, that's <laughs> what I would like to do as much as possible. Uh, so yeah, we've talked about that at length. So we're, we can move on to something else now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, do you have any, um, I just thought about this recently, uh, but do you have anything uh, you would like to say as far as, uh, like, you know, if you want people to check out your blog or your um, different shit like that, you go ahead and uh, say that now. Um, yeah, I do write a blog. Uh, it's, uh, it's mostly about the local uh, punk scene here in Albuquerque. That's what's, what it's mostly about. It's Obviously, there aren't any shows happening, so I don't have a lot of topics to talk about right now. I, I, I sometimes post, like, random stuff about, like, society and, and political stuff every now and then. But uh, you can find me, uh, the URL is uh, dukecityhardcorepunk.wordpress.com. That's where my blog is. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I would really want to plug. I have a Twitch channel and a YouTube channel, too, but I don't know. Read the blog, uh, most of all. Okay, and I'll actually put the link to your blog in the show notes of this episode. 
Um, I've been trying to do that with all the episodes now is uh, get all the links that I can into the show notes so people can just click on it when they're looking at the damn episode on the podcast thing. Um, Definitely not a computer wizard, so I'm just trying to figure everything out (laughs) as I go along. Uh, But that's that's life. But uh, you can find my podcast at DoubleThoughtDimension.com. Or you can go to Apple or Spotify and same thing, Double Thought Dimension. You can find the uh, email me at dtdimension at protonmail.com. Uh, my wife has a Instagram for the Crime Time Tuesdays. It says Crime Time Tuesday on Instagram. And uh, that's pretty much it. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for entering the dimension. <laughs> uh, don't hang up quite yet. I'm just going to stop the episode. All right.